Training Ground. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Apologies to our fans for missing last week, but there was apparently a plague upon more than one of our houses, and well, trust us, it's better that you didn't have to listen. Not Ebola. We swear. Uh, However, we have returned refreshed and rejuvenated, ready to tackle the latest and sad seasons by our Toronto FC. This week, we look back at Media Day, talk playoffs, and in a new segment, we answer your questions. That's right, your questions. But first, to today's panel. He's refusing to answer questions about Tony's attitude at the VMP studios, but privately assures the rest of the panel that he likes him just fine. Really. He is the meme master and kit man for VMP. It's Mark Hinckley. I've only had to hit him twice. Uh, he maintains that the panel has a strong core and that things look bright for future episodes. No need to blow things up. He is the chief curmudgeon for the Vocal Minority Podcast. It's Duncan Fletcher. Going forward, that's all that matters. Are we things twirling? Are, things are going to be great. Excellent. A little bit of twirling. A little bit of twirling? A little bit. Good. It's all right to be fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Embrace it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony had to actually jet off on business and won't be joining us this week, but rest assured he is fully committed to the podcast uh-huh. and will return next uh-huh. week. I his mom him. said so. <laughs> I hear his mom's trying to get him on another podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Not again. Tony. As for me, I'm introducing a new health and fitness plan to help get the VMP crew in peak condition throughout the podcasting season. It's revolutionary, really. Wait till you see it. It doesn't seem like it's working well so far. Uh, well, that's why it's new. Mm, okay, <laughs> right. I had some time to think about it. Uh, however, I am still a writer of Words Awakening the Red, but more importantly, your host, I'm Kristen Knowles. All right. Now, due to missing last week's episode, we didn't really get a chance to talk about the last game. Yeah. And really, that's probably for the yeah. best. Um, and we don't want to spend a lot of time rehashing it, or really any time at all. The season ended basically as we expected, with a whimper. Yes. Um, I'm seriously trying to think now as to, I know we lost, and it was only 1-0. I'm seriously trying to actually remember the goal or anything about the game. I know, I'm and I really... coming up blank on this. All I remember cross is the... Cross into the corner, may have been way the hell offside. Oh, That's back right, into Lee yes. Newen. Yes, Newen buries yes, it. Yes, Newen for MVP. Right, yes. Play to the... For goodness! Whistle. Yes. Yeah, stand around, arms up. Mm. That's Vanny Ball. Yeah. I only remember this because I actually didn't look up my match report. Sorry. I'm not trying to... <laughs> I'm not that much of a cleaner, guys. Fancy match I, I read my own report. Mm. How shitty journalism is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing that stood out from that was that the different Vanny tactics. Mm. There was... There was it was, like, it was like a four-three-three. Exactly. Uh, and his halftime interview, he completely renounced going forward. forward. I know. It was all about keeping the ball rather than trying to get it forward really quickly. Let's just hold on to the ball. That was completely. It was very confusing. Yes. Madness. But that's against everything he's preached. What were the previous nine games all about then? I. I They're released. blown. Mm. Why are they released? They were released. Is this some kind of Dutch joke? Because if that's the case, they should all be released. Hey! Yeah, it was a very weird little tactical, like, oh, well, this is different. It was just as hopeless. Right. But, yeah. But different, all the same. Yeah, but that's... If if they're not going to play the kids or whatever, change it up with lineup, if they're going to at least experiment with a formation... That was a good time. That was a hell of a time to do it. I don't. I'm not going to fault him for it. I mean, I could fault him for the previous eight games, but 
Let's not point fingers. But yeah, anything else we really want to say about that game? Not really. Like, it just, again, it was a fitting end to the season, I think. I'm glad they didn't win. Hmm. I, I didn't want them to win. No, I didn't want so. there to be any tiny little thing that they could grasp onto saying, success. <laughs> yes, I do. I think if they'd won that, then they might have actually been, ooh, this was our most successful season ever. Whereas with losing it, it's like, yeah, no. Not you, really. If you prorate things over 30 games to 34 games, we did not beat 2009 no. at all. No. So I'm happy that they no longer have that thing to wave about. hold over us. It's like, hey, oh, this is the best we've ever done. Like, hmm. Yeah. No, no. no. It was better not than so last year. Sure, fair yeah. enough. I'll give you that. Well done. Yeah, hard good, to, good job on hard, that. Hard to leap over that low, low, low yes. bar. If I had to say, and, and this is of course non TFC centric, but and they did mention it earlier, Lee New in for MVP. He's a for goodness. Terror. I kind of love him. I, actually, I, I, he's amazing. And when he gets the ball, I'm scared because he's something's gonna happen. He will make something out of nothing. Kudos to New England because. I'm sick of finding shitty things to say about TFC. I want to now say something good about the opposition. You That's always... where we've come to. It's hard to find a shining star on or shining light on the on TFC when everything is dull or it's just Bendik making another great save. So it's kind of like, oh well, I know Bendik's doing his doing his part and he doesn't need any more praise on on this shit show. So hey, Lee Nguyen, you know, hey, that guy who scored that brace, hey, whatever, I'm. I need to find something positive for my football, or I will have hung myself long ago. So, Marcus, what? Oh, you need a hug. <laughs> You're really blue. No, they're there. No, they're there. No, they still give me a scarf when I renew. So as long as they don't change that. I thought you got a kit when you renewed. Oh no, that's when you get your. Uh... I don't know if that's going to change now that BMO is not going to be the official kit sponsor. Ooh, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. That would make me very sad. Not that my opinion matters. But uh, that would make me very disappointed if I don't get a free ugly home kit. I'm sure in the future it'll be ooh, buy an HP printer, and get a <laughs> get a free TFC jersey. <laughs> Maybe we all get a free HP printer. When <laughs> yeah, and you can only and you can only buy the toner at, at Real Sports, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or and at it's Beemo. still thirty percent more than anywhere online. Yeah. yeah, great. Now we just gave an idea. Yeah. Damn it! We have to stop with that. All right. So, even though TFC have once again not made the playoffs, I know, I'll pause for all of your shocked reactions, uh, there are still playoffs to be played and a champion to be crowned. So here with the playoff version of Wins and Losses is Duncan. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, it's finally time to talk about the magical, mysterious world that TFC were afraid to venture to, the playoffs. Uh, we start with the wildcard games and uh, Vancouver making the trip to everybody's FC Dallas. Thank you. Uh, and it wasn't the battle that David Ousted promised us, which is a bit of a shame, but uh, it did end with the Whitecaps behaving badly after the ref gave uh, a very harsh late penalty for handball with the game tied 1-1 at that point. That was bollocks. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I don't know who, I don't know if it was the, if it was the home feed, the Canadian feed I was watching, but they seemed to be going on that, that, that was a legit call. That was not a legit call just because... No, that was the Canadian one. Jason yeah. DeVos was very... Yep, that's fine. But, yep. Well, I, no, I've never played the game, but um, even Good if point. you pull your arms back, yeah. it's still like where his arms were. Was yeah, he, he wasn't waving them around like Stephen Caldwell. No, no. Which, or Marvell Wynn. Which yeah. did not get called, as we see. Yes, yes. that's true. Mm. Ever. 
Um, but yeah, after uh, that, uh, Sebastian Fernandez got himself sent off for protesting after the final whistle. And uh, well, there were, were a few good post-game quotes. Andy O'Brien summed it up best. Even for someone my age, the game kicks you between the legs sometimes. <laughs> what, when you uh, get to a certain age, do you no longer have things to kick between your legs? Apparently. Oh, I'm glad I don't play that shit. <laughs> yes. Um, that uh, result does, of course, mean TFC could still be the first Canadian club to win a playoff game. Huzzah! Hooray! Dreams can be That'll happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, after that, it was uh, New York coming from behind with two late Bradley Wright Phillips goals uh, to see off spotting Kansas City. Uh, second goal was a result of some truly awful defending. A high miss hit cross gave goalie Andy Kronberg more than enough time to come and catch it. And the Sporks defenders presumably thought he would as they just got out of his way completely. But he didn't. And that meant the ball just lazily dropped on Wright Phillips' head who quite easily scored the winner. Uh, fantastic stuff, really. And uh, that knocked the reigning champs out. So uh, a very enjoyable wildcard round uh, all round. Really, See ya. I thought. Yeah. Um, next up, first legs of the conference semifinals started with New England going to Columbus and hammering them 4-2. Uh, this game really didn't grab the attention of the Columbus public as attendance didn't even reach 10,000. And also the crew defence didn't seem to pay attention, really. The third and fourth goals both coming after allowing Lee Wynn and Charlie Davis, respectively, to run unchallenged right at the defence. Back off, back off, back off. Oh, he scored. Is basically how Shocking it went down. how that happens. Uh, Justin Merrim summed it up nicely. It's embarrassing, he said. All the fans and everybody were all excited for us. All 10,000 of them, yes. All the fans? Mm, yeah. Yes. And uh, we disappointed everybody. Giving up four goals is just unacceptable. Especially in the format where away goals count. That killed us. Uh, yes, yes, I think it did. <laughs> the other Eastern game saw New York win 2-0 at home over DC United. Wright Phillips scored again, Thierry Henry did some lovely stuff, and Peggy Louis Ndula fully justified the decision to leave him in the lineup ahead of Tim Cahill. But most disturbingly, the Richard Eckersley renaissance continued as uh, he had a decent game. Sort of like, un unremarkable defensively, making his presence felt going forward. It's like, oh, he's he actually doing quite well now. Good yeah. thing. I, it was mm. very confusing, and I kept waiting. For, I kept waiting for X to show up, and mm. I was really kind of irritated that it didn't. Is he still on two hundred thousand a year? I think he's still. I imagine TFC is playing a good chunk of oh, that, sure however much it is. That so is. in a way, TFC has got this guy doing well in the playoffs. Hooray! Hey, mm. and. He, he's, he's, he's winning, so that's good. <laughs> now they can only pay yeah. the other 22 yes. to, to, to get the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, DC were beating themselves up after the game. Chris Rolfe calling it the team's worst game of the season. Fabian Espindola saying they didn't rise to the occasion. Then Olsen blames the easy schedule DC had at the end of the regular season with a lot of games against non-playoffs teams, making them soft, whereas this was a big boys game and they just weren't up for it. Ridiculous. They, they couldn't find the big boy pants. That's, that's right. Uh, well, that's the kid man's problem, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, seriously, that's a good they need point. a new kid man. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Malcolm wouldn't let that happen. That's never. <laughs> fair point. Uh, moving on to the West. There wasn't really a whole lot of noteworthy action, really. Uh, Real Salt Lake and LA Galaxy tied nil-nil in a windswept match. Notable mainly for Robbie Keane completely... Fagundes. ...up a breakaway, uh, taking too many touches, getting a horrible shot off with teammates waiting in the middle for what would have been a, a much better choice. Uh, the other game saw Dallas take the lead against Seattle, but the Sounders pulled that goal back and it ended 1-1 with Stefan Fry making a great save in the dying minutes to preserve the tie. 
So uh, odd to play for in the West, and DC eh, still very much in with a chance, given how awful New York have been away from home all season. Uh, there should be some good games this weekend. Uh, not for the crew, though. They're done. They're so done. Yes. Sorry. Finally, like two non-playoff notes. Uh, first off, we should uh, all finally say goodbye to Chibis USA, who are officially put out of their misery uh, last week, which is... Uh, I feel terrible for them. Yeah, it's very I sad. I do. It is sad. Uh, but I was very happy that they won their last game. I, I yeah. Honestly, I don't care what it does to our draft picks. I know I should care. They, yeah, I don't care. Exactly. And Nigel Rio Coca was almost right. They won three out of their last four. See? They almost got the four. But yep. yeah, I, yeah, oh no, TFC's draft pick like, yeah, dropped whatever. one or two or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't care. That was nice. Yes. Good for them. Exactly. Uh, finally, congratulations to Adrian Can, who scored the winning goal as the San Antonio Scorpions beat the New York Cosmos to win NASL's four season championship. I believe that's called the Clausura. Well then. I wonder if he willed the ball into net with his red steel look. Probably. Yeah. Or just use the abs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, probably the abs. Yeah, I go mouth scramble and just kind of like, like exactly. thrust his abs out of yeah, yeah, like yeah. three abs just lunge out. <laughs> yeah. Like bang. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ab lunge. Yeah, it's it's like one yeah. of those weird He Man toys where you, you hit it, the chest switches, kind of like that. Yeah. It's oh, okay. Yeah. Flings yeah. out. Well, good for him. Yeah, exactly, yeah, like, you know. Good for him. And you add it on to like Preki's. Uh, winning the USL Pro and uh, Dick 2010 TFC are looking really good right now. Dare to dream. If only. If only. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, that uh, would be your MLS playoffs, wins and losses. Uh, back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. All right, well, speaking of the playoffs, mm. even though, again, as always, TFC's not playing, we are still watching. We're all watching, yes. Yes, of course we are. Yeah. It's football. We have to watch. Sure. Um... I'm sure we all have thoughts about who we think is going to win. Mm. Now, I would like your choices for who's going to win, and you can make them based on factual, actual football. You can use some analytics if you want, or really just who you want to win. I really don't care either way. Duncan. Um, I said at the start of the season I thought uh, New York would win overall. I'm going to stick with that. It doesn't make a lot of sense because no matter what happens, whoever comes out of the West... The final is going to be played in the West and New York are hopeless away. So I should, I'm rapidly talking myself out of this. But screw it, I'm going to stick with New York. Richard Eckersley will be holding up the MLS Cup triumphantly. Uh, for He's finally to going see. to get his goal. Mm. X to score the winning goal. Yes. Ah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, if you ever become a lawyer, I'm never hiring you. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with, uh, from the East, uh, New England. Because that Lee Newen bandwagon looks pretty good uh, I don't see anybody in the like out of the four remaining teams I don't see anybody having a chance of winning the damn thing and I don't see anybody really stopping them so that's that's my two cents alright well I, I that's it, for the entire MLS Cup or just the oh, oh East, I, I, I'm all Mark Inkley's FC Dallas from the West nice, nice. Uh, okay yeah. of course I would have been surprised had you not no um, sorry I don't know if you've heard but bandwagon plenty of space mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, you're making frequent stops is what you're saying. That's the slogan, actually, of the club. In Latin, <laughs> it says it to me. Bandwagon, plenty of space. Mm. All right. Well, I, I know a lot of people have been saying, you know, Seattle or, you know, LA's destined to win because of Lanny Cakes. And, you know, mm. I pretty much say Fagundes. that noise. And that uh, DC United. Uh, they're going to do the complete turnaround. Mm. I, I, I. I 
<laughs> you said New York is gonna win. You think New York over DC United? New York's tuning up. Whatever. DC is gonna come back. I will only yeah. accept DC United winning the cup on the strict condition that when full time whistle goes, they start blaring LL Cool J's "Mama Said Knock You Out." <laughs> If we they will don't, uh, we will put that to our fellow if, podcasters and bloggers. If uh, they don't Black and Red United have that first ben, part, Jason. don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. <laughs> there is no for goodness in artistic justice in the world. And whoever is at the stadiums, Tanoi, he'd be punched in the face. I don't care who's at <laughs> Well then, I'm <laughs> serious. That would be amazing. That's like Hollywood type stuff. That seems fair to me. That seems fair. Because I mean, everyone would be calling it a comeback. Oh, it's a comeback. They, they have been around for years. By it's definition, it's, it's a comeback. This, so you shouldn't call it one. This is their song. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. It's club anthem. Yeah, which would be amazing to be heard sung by the uh, Barabrov and the Creaming Eagles. There we go. Because I never did see the yes. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So I like the fact that we all have. Completely different choices, but all from the east, which means we're all probably really well. No, you chose FC. Oh, sorry, you chose Mark Inkley's FC. Oh no, no, I, that's the final. It's still going to be New England will win the final. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So going flying in the face of what we've watched all season long, loyal to our conference. Yes. We all go with Eastern teams. I'm sure Tony picks RSL. It's a good point. That is a good point. So, well, so where's, we'll where's, where's the nerd dice? Out of all the Eastern Conference teams, only Columbus left. So. All right. All right. So, what, what, what? so one, two, three, four being the rankings of, of, of the, the Western West. teams. Okay. We're going with the West team specifically. We're not glad and Tony pick Columbus. All right, fine. All right, here, let's do the we'll do same one deal. Each. Mm. So, okay. Gray, East, Red, West. But who's who? Well, whatever number shows up. It's that ranking, and then we'll of the, the two finalists will just pick his winner. Excellent. All right. So one, one, two. So who's first in the East? DC. And two in the West would be what? LA. LA. Ooh, that's oh, a good final. Old that, school. Oh, there we go. Holy wow. <laughs> I don't know about this. Well, I, I agree with his DC pick, of course. But. Who would Tony pick? RSL. RSL. <laughs> Alright, so science began. Tony's picking RSL. Tony's picking yeah. RSL. Fantastic. actually vaguely paying attention to right now until we start trading them away or exposing them in expansion drafts and things like that. Uh, first up on the list is, of course, Daniil Henry. Mm. And whether or not he is going to his now finally announced team, which took a ridiculous amount of prodding and poking mm. and prying uh, from the press and various people, uh, even at Media Day, both uh, the Brain Trust and Daniil himself. Nope. Don't want to talk about yeah. it. I mean, at first it was like, well, we don't know exactly where it is. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, no, we didn't want to tell you because that would be a distraction. And then it's all, no, Doniel didn't want, we, we were yeah, more we were happy to tell you. Doniel said he didn't want to bring it out. And yeah, yeah. I, 
Yeah, the whole thing's a, so a bit of a cluster. So Gundes. Yeah, it really is. Like, why they didn't announce the sale and the loan, I don't think it would have mattered to TFC fans as long as he was playing here. I think most TFC fans would have been and will be and are happy that he is going to get a chance to go play somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And it's like go, I mean, Cyprus isn't great, but go there, kind of establish, and then from there, who knows? You know, you get your European passport, the the world is your oyster. Pretty much. And mainly, just get away from TFC. Yeah, yeah. get away from it's, the bad culture. clearly not... Inexperienced coaches and constantly changing coaching styles. Nobody's developing here. No. Go. Yeah. yeah. Run. I feel bad for the young players. I do. I, I mm. The second they... We talked about this. The second they hit the first team, there's your career. Either get the f*** out or say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the NASL. Where, actually, apparently, you can learn and grow and win things. So maybe that's not a bad path. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to... What's it called again? Apollon Limassol. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cypriot Primera. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they're in the top It's the division. other big team. Right. They're in the Europa League, right? Uh, yeah, they're yeah. one of, like, consistently one of the top teams yeah, in it's, Cyprus. It's, they qualify Apple, for... Apple is typically one, and Limassol's two. It's it's their Celtic Rangers, really. So, like, one, two. But that's that's great for they're, them. Yeah, it's, they're it, still it, a big... But, like, that's, that's I know it's Cypriot team. League, but it's still a big club. But like, the question is, mm. is, again, is he going? Because they're still saying he could stay here next year. Yeah, I... Which I, I don't understand. At this stage, I mean, yeah, the, the TFC part of me thinks, yeah, I'd like Daniel Henry back, but hopefully we'll be bringing in centre-back reinforcements, and even if not, Nick Haglund can kind of play that role. So I like Daniel Henry, so for Daniel Henry's sake and for Canada's sake, yeah, get the Fagundes out there. Go somewhere else, sake, absolutely. learn something different, yeah. and maybe you'll go somewhere, because you've got all the... The physical tools to play the game, it's the mental side of things. Go yeah. somewhere where they can actually teach you that. Sanchez! And become a better player. Yeah, you're not going to learn that in MLS. Well, no, you I think will. You could in MLS. You could, you yeah, could, just not, not at TFC. Not at TFC, true. Well, you could, but it'll take him five years. You could get that one season in, like, the Bundesliga 3. Like, I, I think if somehow he ended up at the LA Galaxy, Bruce Arena could teach him a thing or two. Yeah, okay, yeah. Bruce would probably be the exception to the rule, but... but for all intents and purposes, like I, I kind of feel bad. I feel bad that that this is just another cluster Fagundes. on top of the pile of cluster Fagundes. that has been mm-hmm. the existence of Toronto FC. Never mind this season. Um, I feel bad that of all of what little good news we can find, somebody thought that we would not be happy with like. To your point, that we would be somehow mm. upset at him leaving. It's like, Ooh, we can't trust the supporters with this information. No, no. Yeah, no, that's kind of we, how it feels, doesn't it? We, a little bit. Because, like, what the hell do we know, right? Mm. We just pay for this. Sanchez. Well, the cesspool of negativity, clearly. Well, yes. Well, the yes. cesspool of negativity is also part of the TFC culture, isn't it? Foster is <laughs> on the office top down. <laughs> We're idiots, but we'll use your imagery in all of our marketing. Like, come on, what do you want? So. Like, I feel bad that, that we had to be misled. Not that it's their responsibility to tell us everything, but, you know, if we thought that, oh, well, we're, we've still got a young core in our, in our back. No, we don't. And apparently we haven't had him for quite some time and that out of the good, generous nature of uh, Limassol, they've, they've, they've loaned him back to us, whatever. I don't I don't really care the details. I just want him to go to a better club and anywhere is a better club. Um, Pretty much. It's... I just I kind of also feel bad that he had to hang on to this for five months. 
Like, like in the back Ooh. of his mind, he knew he was, or however long that this deal has been done. Apparently, before the season started. So. Okay, yeah, even then, even longer. He's had to he's had to sit on this in the back of his mind, knowing I'm not going to be here. And like he still played well. If that's the case, he still played well. He still had some howler moments, but wouldn't be Daniel without it. And would like it to be Daniel. Without yes, it. And, and, hopefully. It will. I, I think no, that's, but that's the but, goal. but like if if all of that seems to be very correctable, easily correctable. Just you just need the right environment to teach that. And anywhere I think he would get that. So. For his benefit, for the for the benefit of his career, I'm happy that he's gone. I wish we'd have known sooner, because maybe there could have been, you know, a little bit of love at the last game instead of saluting middle fingers or whatever Duncan was doing. Oh, that was not that Daniel Henry. No, but, but I mean, given that how the how Daniel the Henry ended, is one of two players I specifically stood up and clapped when they were doing player introductions. This is true. The rest of them, Fagundes. those guys. Fair enough. Daniel Henry, Gilberto, I will stand up and clap for you. Yes. Thank you. Mm. I'm glad to hear that Gilberto was the other one. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, like just for like that outpouring of support for Daniel, it would have been nice to have known that. Yeah. But instead, no, no heroes' departure. Good luck. Just another big. Well, you that's guys not, are stupid. That's Screw not the TFC way. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of things being said in the media, um, we turn to everyone's favorite. Toronto FC striker, the 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 tale of Jermaine Defoe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say Jermaine. I know. <laughs> All right. So recently, there was an article about Jermaine and his mom. Mom. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm sure he didn't mean to make her cry, um, or she didn't mean to make the rest of us cry. I'm not sure. So, Sometimes wish I'd never come here at all. <laughs> now I'll carry on. Carry on. Back to England. Uh, so, it was just, it was a surprising piece to read. And more for the fact that it really sort of took on a flavor of character assassination. Yeah, it was a hot to joke. And uh, a fair amount of propaganda. And my favorite part were the sources. Giant air quotes. Sources. Yes. Um, a source. A high-placed source. A source in the know. Multiple sources. Yeah. A source with knowledge of the situation. There's so many different ones, yeah? Yeah, there was there was a lot of sources. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, this is sort of... You know, instead of, instead of looking at other issues with Defoe in terms of him going back to England or being allowed to go back to England to rehab, um, you know, sort of potential petulance on the field a few times overlooking some decent production when he was healthy came more than decent production when he was healthy now instead of looking at tfc for maybe doing a bad bit of business or not vetting or not saying no you can't go back to england you're going to stay here we have great medical facilities let's get you out talking to the press you know let's help you embrace the city a bit more whatever instead of hey, this could possibly, some of the blame could rest on TFC's shoulders. No, no, no. It's all Jermaine's mom's fault. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And, and, you know, I, I don't know if Jermaine and his mom felt that bus, the big bloody bus that just, like, drove over them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know, am I wrong in this? I, I No, I, I think that's clearly what they did. And, you know, that's, I mean, a couple of things with that. One... They were boasting at the start of the season about how, uh, oh yeah, we know how important Jermaine Defoe's mum is. We had LeBron James say hello yeah. to her. Exactly. We bought her a house. 
And now all of a sudden we're turning around, oh, Jermaine Defoe just listens to his mum, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. And secondly, I think, you know, this was supposed to be kind of held up there as some kind of thing. You know, this was supposed to take away all respect that we have for Jermaine Defoe. It's like, oh, he's a mama's boy. I, oh. How dare yeah. he pay um, attention and ask for guidance from his parent? Yes. Bastard. Um, yeah, so I don't know, I, I just feel like it's very a huge misjudgment, really, because he'd just come out and done those interviews where, you know, he was, like, pretending, oh, I'm super committed, I've I've never ever said that I want to leave a club, and all that sort of... Sanchez! And the vast majority of the fan base like, on Twitter, whatever, the people that are really paying attention, were just laughing at him. No one was buying into this. If you wanted Jermaine Defoe to be the bad guy, he already was. Yeah. Then you come out and, oh, well, wait until you hear this. Uh, he's a mama's boy. He's like, yeah, you did just makes themselves look terrible. As well as just, like, pissing away any chance they might have had of like, salvaging the relationship and... Exactly, and getting and, him to possibly actually come yeah, back next I mean, season. If, they if, if, he didn't, if he came back next year, you know, people would be, there. Yeah, right, well, Defoe, but then you know, he starts scoring goals. People will be fine with it. I mean, look at the David Beckham in 2009. Exactly. There were a lot of people at LA that really did not like David Including Beckham. Including his teammates. Yes, <laughs> and a lot of his fans, and that he was challenging to fights and this sort of thing. Yeah. And he kind of came back and... Hey, won them buckled over. Buckled down under Bruce Arena. The team played well. They won championships, and it's all good. Um, but that may be the, there's no chance for that now. That may no. be the difference between like how professional one may be. Like Beckham's Beckham was pretty unprofessional a few times. Oh no, don't, don't flying be... loaning this and flying off to that and doing whatever the hell he wanted, basically. But when it comes when when it, when it was all said and done, he still put his nose put his head down. And mm. well, no, yeah, no, no, I, no. I, I don't yeah. know. I just look. I'm not buying into this like Tim Lewicki no. saying, well, "David Beckham's a model professional." Shit. No. For goodness. No, 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 no. I, I don't. No. no, he's not model. No. Screw off with your pointing. You and no. your pointing. This is an audio podcast. Nobody sees that shit. No, like uh, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is, is that even though it wasn't the most perfect redemption, he still stuck around, still got something done. This is the Beckham situation. Nowhere near as big on four times the speed. Like it's. Like it's almost it's sure. a roller the roller coaster is okay. going much faster. As far as but as far as the article, I mean, yeah, clearly it was a shitty hatchet job. And, like it wasn't aimed at us. It no. was aimed at the people who Oh, yes. what about let's here's an update about the bloody big deal. Oh, he's a mama's boy. Like those people were never coming to the games anyway. And those who were going to the games I already saw that this was this was already a mess. They didn't need one and a half pages on a mess that we already knew about. Like I, I think I think it uh, it adds to I don't know how weak everything is revolving around this club. Like mm-hmm. if if you have to put the word source that many times in reference to that many different sources, like you can I'll get let you have one, but I don't know was there four or five? There Twelve? Was, there, was there was a lot of different too many, too to bloody many. Very entertaining. All right. Well, speaking of sources, how many sources does it take to change a light bulb? Only one, but as long as it's a high-placed source, because you have to be able to reach the light bulb. As long as the source is high enough up, one's all you need. See, I went a little more literal. So, like, one. so one source would be hardware store because you got to get the light bulb. Actually, no, four. Ah. So, <laughs> the manufacturer who makes the light bulb, mm-hmm. source one. Mm-hmm. The distributor of the light bulb, where you purchase it, two. Mm-hmm. Three, the person who actually puts it in, who would have to install the light bulb. 
And for the source, a.k.a. the socket, would be the last source. So that is a four-source literal. The science doesn't lie. Yeah. All right. I didn't... Yeah, I sort of feel like... That's intriguing. So I went with with three, at least three. So at least three. An unnamed source... Well, obviously. Yes, which is the one... No, 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 no. No name light bulbs. I got it. Go on. Putting the light bulb in. Um, Source to be named later, who held the ladder. Visa. Okay. You know, held them. Oh, sure. And then the source close to the situation. You do need someone close to the situation. Exactly. This is true. Yeah. This is true. How tall are they? I'm not at liberty to say. Fair enough. My source didn't let me know. That could give away... Exactly. Yeah. Could be anyone over six Sources. Fair enough. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Bitchy Blanks. Cough. Tony? Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, everybody's favorite hashtag game. I know it's been a couple weeks, but hopefully you remember... What the last blank was, but if you don't, I'm going to tell you about it anyways, because I always do. So, not last week's, but two weeks ago, the bitchy blank was, Worn Down TFC fans would rather watch blank than the final match. And before we get to this week's winner, and we had lots of submissions, thank you again, as always, everybody. Uh, what did you find, gentlemen, have for this? Oh, I put down that uh, Worn Down TFC fans would rather watch the potential funeral at Sheebus than watch the final match. Hmm. Which sounded like it was actually a pretty good funeral they won. So, mm-hmm. awesome. It's quite the wake. Well, that's a way to go out. Mm-hmm. I had that worn down TFC fans would rather watch the ballots being counted for a Toronto mayoral election than the final match. Mm-hmm. More exciting. That was really quick. It was, it was a little anticlimactic, yeah. really. Well, just all of a sudden, like, boom, boop, there it announced. is. Oh, it gets over. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, our winner was. Uh, Longtime listener and friend in the stands, uh, Jonathan Arthur, at John Arthur on the Twitters. Worn down TFC fans would rather watch a CSA board meeting than mm. the final match. That's pretty. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a long way down the rabbit exactly. hole. Exactly. <laughs> um, however, we have a new bitchy blank for this week, and we'd like to hear your responses uh, on the Twitters. So, uh, in other secret player news, blank has been sold to blank. That's right, folks. It's a two blank bitchy this week. Ooh. Hey, yeah. it's almost the off season. You guys got to work for this. All right. As always, please send us your answers on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod. No A in the vocal. Uh, leave it in the comments on our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca. All right. As always, we do appreciate your responses. So send many. Uh, as you know, I do get bored at work and I need something to read. Thanks. Let me that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet because, you know, we weren't here last week. We're sorry. Uh, is Media Day. We know that you've all watched the hours of video. You've carefully noted the responses from the players. You notice which players were missing. Not just uh, the high-profile ones like Defoe, who, of course, had flown back to England. 
And he uh, had to see that German doctor right that time. That's I, true. There, there was, was nothing n- you could do. No other appointments mm. available. As well, Michael Bradley. He had to get his surgery right that exactly. day. There were no had other to fly options. to New York that mm. like right away. Um, but also missing, and apparently, I think still returning because they were seen on the fringes. Uh, Kyle Becker. Um, he had to go and do his surgery right at that time too. Mm. Uh, I think so. Dan, I'm sorry, Danny Lovitz. Where does Danny thing come Danny. from suddenly? It's really driving me crazy. I don't know why. That's a good point. He's so been he's... Dan Lovitz all season. I feel like I've heard some people formally refer to him as Daniel Lovitz. And yeah, and generally Don Lovitz, but yeah, now Danny. Sandling, mm-hmm. they're all calling him Danny. Screw it. There's only one Danny. Screw it. D Love Special Sauce. That's his name now. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Wiedemann. Was he not there? He was not there. Well, I feel like he's a natural for the cameras. And the well, he's, exactly. Yeah, he's, a he's, he's, he's usually mm. the guy they stick there, you know? Pretty face, says the right things. Uh, who else am I missing? There was somebody else. Oh, Jeremy Hall wasn't there. So he was he there? Exactly. Bright DK wasn't there. So the fringe players... Bright guys, DK is nowhere. Well, he's still locked in the basement, clearly. But mm. So there's a lot of... There's a few guys that, you know, they we're wondering, is it a commentary... On whether or not they are still with the team going forward, you'd like to think that someone like Becker and Lovett, since they keep talking about them, you know, youth movement, would still be with the team going forward. But, you know, I'm just curious that nobody uh, brought that up, actually. I didn't see a single journalist. I didn't see any articles about, hey, you didn't bring so-and-so out. Why weren't they put on display to Mm. answer that woman's question about Bro. how is Defoe in the locker room because that's <laughs> all she said all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Bradley Orr made it very clear he's going to be gone. Oh, yeah. But he went out there and said things. Why? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. And no one, and, and again, and hardly anyone pressed him on that. Mm. Just like, clearly he is saying goodbye. And everyone's kind of like, so Bradley, I was Jermaine like in the locker room. You know? Where was that woman from? Was she from ESPN? I feel like I saw some people saying TSN. TSN? On oh my I god, it was so annoying. So I, I don't know, but I, I know they just added five new channels. Did that mean she's like TSN four or something? Did, did they each get their own crappy reporting team? I have no idea, but it was really sounds about right. Really annoying. Ryerson Broadcasting really letting themselves go. So speaking of that question, the the Defoe question. Um, He's apparently the greatest teammate exactly, ever. Exactly. Apparently, mm. everybody loves him. He was great in the locker room. He's a funny guy and so committed. And I know I feel that there's obviously certain talking points they were given, um, which is odd given that like TFC's sources were quite happy to shit all over Defoe. But oh, yep, players, you guys have got to talk nice about him. I, I... Except for Gil. <laughs> Good old Gil. <laughs> he gets yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk. I'm he not going to talk about that. Is a little too high in his pay back. Pay, yeah. pay packet. Oh, it was yes. hilarious though. It was literally like, just shut down. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Why not? Well, because <laughs> he can answer questions about himself. I'm mm. here to talk about me. They quite enjoy Gil as well, just the little whole bit. So, yeah, you know, the, the service I got wasn't that great. And, and then, no, no, actually, no, the, the, there was no problem with the service. It was all good. Yeah, hey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That. I don't know exactly who was kind of like behind the camera, just flashing the eyes at Gil. <laughs> I'm going to send you on the first boat back to Brazil unless you... That's way easier to fly, by the way. Probably. <laughs> but what kind of threat is... We're, like, we're going to send you first class to Brazil. I love the idea of my in the back of the room doing one of these. 
<laughs> Grimacing face, pulling the curtains, pointing like, yeah. you. Hey, you told the line. I speak Portuguese. <laughs> I know what you said. That's a good point, though. To speak Portuguese. It could have been the translator just like having fun. Like. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, 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 he doesn't does. like his job anymore. <laughs> he says something He's in just Portuguese. Like the translator says it. Gilberto knows just enough, and all of a sudden you hear smack in the back of the head. It's like, that's not what I said. Because Gil does speak more English than he lets on. Right, like, he, probably, yeah. You can say, and I've seen people say things to him, and he'll be like, and he'll grab the translator. Tell them what I said, and I know what they just said. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So, um,. Yeah, that was that was kind of interesting to see pretty much every single player say almost the exact same thing. Great guy, funny guy, so committed, what a consummate, blah, such, blah, such blah. Such an example, like, yeah. oh, what a pro. And so, that sheet of bullet points with all the keywords must have been really Like, that's some serious mm-hmm. spin, but that's really interesting spin. Again, considering the article, like, wiki, like, just sort of how they haven't, Try to do that. You know, they talked to Vanny. No, I haven't talked to him. No, I don't know what's going on. No, we don't know. But all the players love him. So is this their way of saying, really, everybody loved him. We just couldn't make it work. Who knows? If they spent half as much money on, on, on scouting as they do, as they do media training, we'd have three guys from the academy who started this year and played all season and two of them were all stars. Like, but instead, no, we have to keep Hearing the utter bullshit, and what's hilarious too is that on the high and outside chance that this line of bullshit isn't actually bullshit, it's actually true. He's a very affable guy, everyone loves him. We'd never know, because we're so used to bullshit. It's <laughs> true. Indeed. Alright, so one of the other reoccurring themes from mm-hmm. the players was, and it was, again, I don't know if they were given bullet points or if this is their view was sort of a heartening sort of thing to hear from them was about the need to keep the team together. And there was a lot of, well, you know, we haven't had a lot of time to play together and we would really, you know, you look at other teams that have had their same teammates around them for this many years, the things that we keep saying, Mm. because you know, it's like, this is a revolutionary idea that Mm -hmm. you don't blow up your team every nine months. Um, But I just, I did, find that sort of interesting to see how many times the guys said chemistry and we haven't had a chance to play together and we think that there's a good group here and so were they given the here's the core bullet points guys and yeah it was just i just found it interesting because you could almost just like rewind the tape a lot yeah i mean i think it makes sense because a lot of these people i mean yeah forgetting the kind of look for the secondary reasons and whatever Mm. you know it does all very much make sense. Absolutely, this is something a lot of people have been saying. Constant turnover doesn't help. So yeah, fair enough, that's a valid point. But yeah, it's a constant turnover clearly doesn't help these people here who are going to be the ones who could potentially be turned over. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't put much stock in them saying that because they're obviously going to say that at this stage. Well, so yeah, sure, some of it's self-interest, but I, and I'm in, this is, this is the star-eyed optimist in me. It's true. It's still there. And uh, I know. Um, I actually do feel that a good chunk of these guys want to succeed. And I well, think they'd like so. to... Well, some, some are just like... Some guys are just there to play. Um, but I, I do feel like some genuine frustration from them in that 
they are stuck playing in a team that can't find their way out of a paper bag into a you know a consistent plan, a consistent form, a consistent anything. And I feel there, some of it is genuine frustration. They're like, look, they would just leave us the f for goodness alone for two years and let us play together. We could probably do things. But we're not allowed to say that because we make the league minimum or we've only been here for six months, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But mm -hmm. I feel like there is an underlying, you know, there's an underlying current of that for some of them. I, I, I do feel that there is some, I, I, at least I want to feel that. I want to think, I want them to care. I can honestly say that, that that there isn't... You could probably pull out a couple names, none in particular, but you know we could each make an argument for two or three guys that they're going through the motions. But unlike previous editions of failure that we're used to, there, there at least seems to be an enthusiasm to try things. I don't know if that's a desperation to keep their job or they, just, they love the game, they're happy to be playing, they're genuinely thrilled to be in the position of being a professional rather than playing for Toronto FC, one of the world's greatest teams. But um, globally <clears throat> known and yeah, recognized. Oh, international and brand. Yes. It's not a club, it's a brand. Yes. Um, if that's the case, you know, you can you can make that argument that yeah, like this there doesn't seem to be a lot of dead weight in the sense of like, well, you know, just I'm here, you know, a lot of sighing and just poor body language that shows no desire to improve or get better or or win or fight or try like there's tons of fight and try and and effort in this side that just whether it's uh, um, strategically or functionally incapable of winning um, on the regular so I mean that at least that enthusiasm can seem sincere and I would believe it to be sincere one would hope we'll see so Player, mm -hmm. player day was full of almost no surprises. Uh, but the next day... It was a little more interesting. A little more interesting. Bez and Vanny took their turns. Mm. And, uh... Bez. I, I, I could... I, I kind of like... I, I want to watch that almost over and over again. Which <laughs> is really kind of mean of me. But it's rare that you see Bez on the defensive like that. And he was. Because they were not letting him go... Uh, Neil Davidson, I love you. Thank you for not giving up on uh, pressing him on things like Daniil and promises made and so on and so forth. Um, he was one of the few that I thought held Bez's feet to the fire and Bez did not like it. No, no. He was asked a lot of questions that he either couldn't answer honestly or didn't want to answer honestly. Yeah. Or didn't approve, and, let's be honest. Sure, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, that there was a whole... Half hour in. All right, I'm just going to try and Dodge. come up with something that kind of makes sense and avoids the question. And yeah, it was a very uncomfortable uh, time for him, which I enjoyed. And, and it's and it's and it's rare. I I, I don't know because um, usually he's fairly he has his talking points and he's fairly confident about his talking points and he says what he wants to say and manages to sort of dodge and weave. And I think this is one of the first times we've seen him in a presser of any kind where it was like, the hell? Why are they asking me this? This is unprecedented. Wait, what? Yeah. It was just very different to see, to see Bez under the gun like that. And I felt uh, kind of heartened that some of the press at least were taking the opportunity to, 
to go at him and in, mm. in, in the form in which they should. And usually or often they don't. I, I appreciate the fact that somebody went after them. There's a lot of there's a, there's there's a lot of lack of accountability from that that we as fans want from the front office. It takes them years to make the changes that should have happened years ago. And if this is the, if this is all that we get for this season, I'll take it because more often than not, whoever does these pressers gets away with no hard questions and. You know, their PR people can go on, hey, look, everything's status quo. They, nobody's pulled the curtain to see who's behind. Well, Lewicki like, should have been there and he wasn't. Oh, yeah, well. So. He's, yeah, so, I definitely feel like I, I saw somewhere. He says he will saying, address. Oh, Lewicki's going to be addressing the media after the end of the season. Um, he can Skype happen. from Madison Square Gardens or wherever his next job is. Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, so on, on the flip side, sort of, for that day was uh, Greg Vanny. Mm. In a suit, looking all sharp and shaven and everything. Oh, he's yeah. pretty dapper. He well, mm. he looked quite dapper. Um, I saw several tweets. We now know that Vanny owns a suit, um, kind of like when Mark Bloom got his first suit. I sort of felt there was a bit of a parallel there. <laughs> they let him get a suit, guys. It's official now. Mom, Dad. It's like his coach suit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. official now. They they let him get a suit. Mm. Um, that was probably the most confident. I've seen him and, and sort of certain in what he was saying. Now, he was, you know, going over some very familiar points for him. A lot of talk of analytics, a lot of technical speak, which I know people that are, you love this thing, you love it when they talk formations and heart rates and tracking and stuff. And, and I know I saw a lot of, ooh, I love what he's talking about. I slept through part of it because... If you know me, you know this is not my wheelhouse. I don't care that much about it. I care some. Um, I don't need to know what they do over every step of the field. If it helps, sure. But, you know, again, sort of with someone with the same old story, right? You know, we've got a new system in place. Mm-hmm. New new fitness and conditioning. Because they weren't training right. Yep. They, again. They, mm-hmm. <clears throat> These guys were just wasting the, all the systems that they have in this new fancy training ground. Oh. Yeah, now, yeah, now, yes. now this we have... year we're going to get it right, yes. So, so my, one of the questions, other than super confident Vanny, um, it's a big Vanny pack, uh, is with this new training system and fitness and conditioning and everything and analytics and cameras and heart monitors and whatever else, I feel like they're all going to be part Borg. By the end of you know by by the start of the season, right? Ideally, I think so. That would be nice. Actually, we could just assimilate the best players. Ooh. Mm. Um, but at the first sign of of injury or the sign that the starters are running out of gas in a game, like like how soon do we deem the new system a failure? The first hamstring injury, because <laughs> you know that's a common. Um, I don't think it will ever be deemed a failure until Vanny gets fired and then the new guy will say, oh, this was terrible. This is what we're going to be doing. Here's a new system. Because this is just one thing that every single time we have a regime change, it's all about, oh, well, yeah, now we're going to be doing this and this is so much better. And and I feel it's the one thing they just keep telling us again and again and again and people keep buying it, apparently. Um, As far as Vanny as a whole thing, I think he... As far as it went, he was definitely a lot more confident, as you say. But yeah, he was basically being asked questions about right. So, oh, you know, what what is your 
coaching philosophy? What are you going to be doing? And what are you doing with analytics? There were so many questions where it's like, he could probably talk about this Sanchez. all day quite happily. Was, yeah. He was being asked things that he wanted to talk about. Bez absolutely was not. not. Exactly. That's the main difference between the two. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I do think Vanny sounds impressive. I mean, yeah. His teams have looked impressive in any way um, nope. on the pitch, but you know he, he can talk a good game, so I, I guess well, that's and there's, something. There's been a lot of appreciation for that game, though. His after after the very first game he coached, his very first post game presser, I saw a lot of love for Vanny talk mm. and you know yeah. how he breaks things down. And I don't know. I just I guess there's mm. more people who want to hear about the technical tactic stuff than I thought. I don't know. I, I, I'm not convinced of this and maybe it's just because it's not because I love Ryan Nelson, by the way, it is just because I am wary of this whole experiment and it is an experiment. So yeah, I don't trust these guys at all. I don't like how we got into the Bezbachenko and Vanny situation. And from the 10 games we've seen, it's probably very unfair to judge on those 10 games, but from those 10 games, there's nothing I've seen, but I guess this is what we have now. This is what we have, so we'll embrace it. We can either wish for it to fail for the sake of (laughs) being able to laugh at these guys, but that's really not going to help. It'll just make us feel worse. I guess we have to hope that they do succeed. I think think one of the reasons that people kind of like this is, like, like the way he's talking, is that there hasn't really been a coach that has talked like him so far. And if you get people who've been going through um, the Ontario soccer system of, you know, rep teams and whatnot, coaching badges, all that kind of thing that's, that's, that's local to, um, to Toronto. Finally, it's kind of like, finally, a coach who's speaking a language that I understand, which is great. That's fine. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of feel with, with football analytics, and, and I'm by no means an expert, but it seems to be still very frontier. Nobody's quite sure what to do with all of the data. Even with hockey, there's some there's some wizardry you can, you know, take all these numbers and figure out a formula. And go, oh, okay, this is how we're gonna. These are the metrics we're gonna use for these players. But I don't know. For me, when it, when you're dealing with a game with this many people on the pitch at one time, it's gonna take one hell of an equation. Whoever figures it out is going to make a mint. And when they figure it out, they'll know. Oh, okay, this is why this all works. I don't know if anybody's got it, and I don't think anyone in MLS has it. But if, if, if people like the stats and, and, and the belief that, that this guy who's talking, who's saying all the right buzzwords when it comes to the analytics, that's the faith they're going to put into it because at least there's numbers and numbers of science and, and, and that's, that's concrete evidence, fine, all power to you. But does it win a game? Two, two and six? Does it win? Like, when did the analytics kick in? How much data do you need? How much data do you need? He's been with the team for what? When did he, when was he signed as the academy? He arrived well, in December. In December, okay. So he's academy and assistant GM. So arguably, he's had an, at least a season's worth of data at yes, his disposal. He's he's had access to the stats all. This is what I mean. Like yes. So so if he's got all the statistics, different at, systems though doesn't matter. If he's if he needs to if he can somehow figure out an optimal performance level for say you, Kristen, this is where Kristen plays optimally. Uh, then. Then he should be able to figure that out with. I'm a stay at home right back. That's, that's what I. That's heard. fine. That's fine. He should be able to figure. He should have been able to figure that data out before. At least have a ballpark figure as to like, okay, I think you're you're good. Eighty minutes playing like this, okay, and just and then he can start playing with the formations on an individual basis. But two, 
sorry, what was it again? Two, two, and six. six. Two and six, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How much, again, how much data do you need? How much analytics do you need? I hope he, I'm with you, Dunk, in the sense that part, kind of want to point and laugh, haha, you fail. But I'm at the point where I don't give a shit. Sanchez. Who succeeds? Just succeed. That will be nice. So ask me, ask me, ask me. There is uh, a wine company, vineyard, whatever, in Ontario called Megalomaniac. Uh, they do a... They've got a lot of very good wines. They are genuinely They're very tasty. Quite delicious. Uh, their Pinot Noir is called Son of a Bitch. So I think that would be apropos for Toronto FC drinking. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, as as uh, somebody who doesn't drink wine, I think uh, anything in a box... Because let's be honest, this is not high quality. Not high quality football shouldn't be high. Don't waste good wine. It's, on this it's not shit. about the taste. It's just about getting just hammered. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Where is where is? Yeah. I'm going to go with another Ontario uh, winery, uh, Malivoir. Ooh, go on. And uh, they're delicious red wine, otherwise known as Guilty Men. Mm, and they should all feel guilty for what they put us through. Yet again. Yes. So those are your wine recommendations, Excellent. Rose. Support local vintners. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Sounds like a flag. Yes. Gotta make that one. We're looking for sponsors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's see here. We will go with at Ginger TFC. He wants to know what our uh, versions of the fairly well-known, or maybe not, depending on where you went to school, Mary Fagundes killed. And uh, his responses are... Mary Bradley, Fagundes, Hagland, which is interesting, and Kill Kanopka. I don't know how you could possibly kill Kanopka. Kanopka! <laughs> but you could try. Big, big rock. Big, big rock. Big, big rock kill Kanopka. Big, big cliff. <laughs> I, think it's, I, think, I think we can all agree uh, we're going to marry Gilberto. It's true. I would not be against that. Yeah. No, I think yeah. I could. I, yeah. I would okay. say I do to that. I'm going to say, um, not because I don't like him, but... Uh, Kill Caldwell. 
Just oh. because... No, only because chicken wings are delicious. <laughs> and when you see them flopping around... And uh, I'm going to say... Fagundes Defoe just because... Fagundes Defoe. <laughs> That's my scapegoat. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean physically. I'm just... Like middle finger the sure, phone. Yeah, That's what yeah, I meant. Absolutely. Um, I will. Uh, like I said before, I'll go with kill the foe. He's gone anyway, so let's kill the one thing that we don't have anymore. That would help. Fagundes. I think Gilberto is more of a Fagundes than a Mary. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I can give you that. Then, then who do you marry? Justin Morrow seems like the sort of dependable, I, I safe w- option. If you I will. was, I was until I you know bent the rules to fit how I wanted sure. to go. I was going to say um, uh, um, Mary Bendick because mm-hmm. anybody who body slams, you know, Felipe's, that's dream. Can't go you, wrong you with can't, that, yeah. Don't throw that one back. Kristen, um. this should be a lot easier for you to do. <laughs> Mary Gill, what you got? I am Mary Gill. I am. He's gonna, swarthy. He's, 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 I, I, I need to learn some Portuguese. So I am going to kill Cowbacker. Because oh, I think I've said that so he, many times. He's already dead. <laughs> I can only wish. And I didn't say Bradley Orr. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I had more time to be angry at Kyle Becker as the season wore on. Um, I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to fuck Justin Morrow because that boy's consistent. So mm-hmm. I think okay. that's more than fair. Gentlemen, she likes consistency. Consistency is nice. Next question. Next question. Coming from, ah, coming from the lovely Roz. Red wine Roz. Ever heard of her? I I don't know. She's a new, she's she's, an absolute darling. You love her. I don't think she's ever like submitted anything here before. No, really? Oh, Nooper. Welcome Roz to the podcast. Exactly. Thanks Roz. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If we had to be stuck on a desert island with one TFC player, who would it be and why? Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Bloom. Because I think he's going to be really good at like making do with what you can find, you know, as far as like food and shelter that sort of thing goes. You know, so he's he's going to be good at uh, that sort of thing. Also, his wife's in the navy, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be a boat that's going to come and get us. Oh, look at that! Yeah, Kristen, what do you got? Ah, Kanaka, Kanaka big, Kanaka pull things from trees. Figure you just use him like a workhorse, right? He's just going to like rip things out of the ground. He kill things with his bare hands. Failing that, you just like huddle under him for shelter. Use him as a raft. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> well Planning, done, Duncan. Planning. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dero because if there's a boar to be killed, it's mine. <laughs> he won't <laughs> touch it. <laughs> Vegetarian. <dude. laughs> yes. Yes. That that was was gotta yes. look out for number one. No invisible <laughs> signing here, folks. <laughs> Next uh, question. Next question. <laughs> All right. Let's go to a serious question. From, Not the uh, way I answer it. <laughs> our uh, Nar. Um, do we think that TFC would have made the playoffs if Nelson hadn't been fired? Yes. All right. Yeah, I, I, I want to believe so. Yes. I'm actually on board with that as well. Regardless of whatever we hear about, things were so bad behind the scenes. Ooh. One day the story will come out and... We'll find It'll, out why he had to go. It'll never come out. Oh, I'm sh- oh no, it will. Um, yeah, I think he would have stumbled to enough points to get us into the playoffs. And I think that's maybe why like, 
Lesbachenko decided he had to go because if Nelson had made the playoffs, then how do you get rid of him? Yeah. Yes, I mean Bezbachenko clearly did not want to keep working with Vanny. That's with Nelson. With Nelson, yes, he does want to keep working with Vanny. Um, that seems very, first. very obvious. So, yeah, do, do you like risk letting Nelson make the playoffs, and then God knows what might happen, and then you're stuck with him for years? Yeah. So. Hmm. All right. Next question. Next question. Oh, actually, Roz had two questions. Roz, oh, because wow. it's a new segment, we'll give you two questions. New person's key. I know, I know. We should, we should have her on more often. Uh, um, uh. Why should she, why should we, why should she, why should anybody care about the team anymore? Because of the Vocal Minority Podcast. True. Good answer. Really? Uh-huh. Is there any other answer? Uh-huh. Um, because you're a football addict and the next closest club is in another province or state. That's 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 me. That's that's that only applies to this one percent right here. Sorry, but until another club shows up, uh, you got me. You got me. <laughs> until the Hamilton Steelers. Yes. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Look how easily he is swayed, folks. Welcome to the Hamilton Steelers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bring um, back legends nobody remembers. It's gonna be good. Roz, girl to girl, if I may girl this down for a minute, uh, because you never know what new signings will be put on the eye candy bench. You and that's won't. for you too, Michelle. I am offended. You should be offended. Oh, just objectified wow. Really? I, yes. Yeah. Shallow. That's right. So shallow. Damn right. Really? I, wow. Yes, really. You'll mm. have to just deal with that. Don't make me throw more pretzels at you. More, next question! Next question. I would have expected better. Last question! Last question! Based on some... I, some chatter. Uh, there may have been rumors of a, of a visit. Uh, Will, at Big Willie Style on the Twitter's uh, longtime listener and friend of the podcast, wants to know when we are broadcasting live from Club Paradise. What do you do next Tuesday? Because <laughs> we're not doing it then. Um, no, we're recording. Yeah. After, after we record? Oh, probably. Probably. Um, I hate to go to a good buffet. So. I don't remember seeing a buffet. It's, it's, it's not a buffet. It's a buffet. <laughs> I'm out. It wasn't that. I'm out. That's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I, do. Do they serve food? I don't right? remember. I don't think I've ever seen can, anyone. Can I make no. that? Food, can I make that the hashtag? <laughs> it's a penny. Hashtag muffet. Muffet. Yeah, sure. But which is awesome because it's gonna look. People are gonna read a muffet. It's like a muffet. Okay, whatever. Muffet. Who are what is muffet? We'll see how people You're, listen like, to the uh, end. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll broadcast live from Club Paradise when TFC makes. The playoffs. Yeah, so don't be reserving yes. your seat. <laughs> we should we should formalize that plan. <laughs> when TFC made the playoffs, we go to Club Paradise and record an episode there. Well, that's Club Paradise on uh, Blore Street, uh, Blore and St. Helens, just one block west of Lansdowne. Otherwise known as Strip Church. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, that is, uh, that's all the questions we have for this week's edition of Ask VMP. But uh, tune in next week when we send out the hashtag or throughout the week as something strikes your fancy and you have a burning question that you really want the VMP panel to answer. Don't forget to use the hashtag AskVMP. Uh, that's pretty much all we've got this week. Uh, we've chattered on about many, many things. Uh, next week we will dive into our season review, uh, starting with uh, Nelson versus Vanny. And, dun, dun, dun. Uh, exactly. Play your most ominous music as you like. And then we will also start to dig into player reviews. We're going to 
So I hit that section by section. I'm not going to do the entire team at once because, dear gods, this goes on long enough. Um, and we got a few weeks to fill out. Exactly. You know, Two or three weeks. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's stuff. But uh, until then, you can find us on the Twitters uh, at Duncan D. Fletcher. I'm sorry. At Ignertalk, I-G-N-I-R-T-O-Q. Okay, but let this be a warning. Fair enough. Uh, he's not here, but you can find him at the Yorkies 1812. Fagundes! That guy, he's not here. Fagundes! Yeah. yeah. And then... RSL. <laughs> really? Who picks RSL? Uh, as for me, I'm at KZ Knowles on the Twitters. And uh, until next week, Tron, get used to it. Indeed. Fuck, I love that kid. He is so good. We need an attacking midfielder, not end them forward. Well, well, we're losing him forward anyway, so... Well, exactly. This guy, this guy, this guy's probably not going to go back to England for his phantom hamstring. I'm just saying. <laughs> phantom hamstring affects one in five ex-England strikers. Whereas an actual hamstring affects one oh, in five TFC oh. players. Although not one anymore. One in three MLSers. Jesus. You know, they're going to be in much better shape now mm. with the new system. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... They'll be built up to peak perfection and then just kept their role alone. Oh, yeah. Nothing can go wrong. Fitness, bonding, chemistry. Fitness, bonding, chemistry. <laughs> mm. Buzzwords. Okay, so... We... You know, there's 30,000 seats now. Just turn up on the day. You'll be fine. <laughs> They will come. Mm. <laughs> Cornfield around me. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost of TFC players past. Oh my god. It's Bemo Field of Dreams. <laughs> Is that Yurisowski? <laughs> I thought he was dead. Who <laughs> have actually been in here the entire time? That's like Belinga. They wouldn't let me back in Haiti. Dero, I feel, uh, you know, it's never going to get into specifics, awesome. but he's made his... He'll uh, never write it down. And even now... Yeah, his book's not going to be awesome, because he's been welcomed back into the fold, yeah. and he's going to get another season in Wall of Honor, and that sort he of thing. He is going to get another season. Dero's silence has been bought, as we speak. Kidnap him and, dr- and, dr- and uh, get him drunk. Does he drink? As I was say, I don't think he... Mm. I don't think he does... Then we're going to drug him. I didn't want to drug him, but now I, I didn't have to want drug to drug him. But I was forced. <laughs> Damn it, Dero, you're forcing my hand. <laughs> well, that's Club Paradise on uh, Bloor Street, uh, Bloor and St. Helens, just one block west of Lansdowne. Otherwise known as Strip Church. Yes. Alright. I remember playing that as a kid. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, this is running long. Next episode. <laughs> ah. Damn it. Confessions of a Catholic schoolboy? You've fleed. <laughs>